Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. How's it going? So this is my first podcast back after some surgery that I had on May 25th. And I had three weeks that I was off. So I did some kind of best of episodes. And then I had a few that I had recorded prior to going out for surgery with guests. So this is the first one was just me since then. It's been a while and I'm back in the podcast closet. And it's the Friday before the 4th of July weekend. So I hope that you had a wonderful, safe 4th of July if you're here in the States. 1st of July if you're one of my Canadian clients or Canadian listeners. I recently read The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And her section on hope and powerlessness really resonated with me as I thought about it in relation to the job search. So I wanted to translate her concepts to the job search and give you my take on those concepts. I want to remind you or let you know for the first time, depending on whether you've heard about this before, I do a group coaching program a couple of times a year. It's called Land Your Dream Job, and it is an eight-week group program that offers the same content, the same process that I take my clients through one-on-one but at a much more affordable price. It's going to start on September 13th and go through November 1st. And the topics that we're going to cover will include identifying your non-negotiables. So the most important things that you want to look for in your next job and your next employer, how to leverage your existing network. Even if you don't think you have one, I promise that you do. How to utilize my number one strategy for making your online applications more effective. Building out a multi-pronged job search strategy that is customized to you and what makes the most sense for you. Recognizing and addressing the negative thoughts that are going to happen. They're going to crop up and can hold you back from your job search. So you get all of that for $795. And if you bring a friend, the second person gets registered for just $395. So it's half off for them. So if you have more questions, there's a link in the show notes. I'll tell you now it's landyourdreamjob.carrd.co. Or you can look in the show notes. If you're driving, please don't be writing that down. And hope to see you in Land Your Dream Job come September 13th. So let's get back to Brene Brown and Hope. Her research really surprised her, and it revealed that hope isn't just an emotion, but rather it's a way of thinking. It's a cognitive process. It's something that your brain does. And then hope is, in her opinion, a kind of a trilogy made up of goals, pathways, and agency. And what that means is that hope happens when, number one, you have the ability to set realistic goals. 
and which most of us do if we have good cognitive function. Number two, we are able to figure out how to achieve those goals because obviously a goal without a plan to achieve them is just a wish, right? And that includes the ability to stay flexible, you know, develop alternative routes. So if what you thought was going to work isn't working, problem solving how to solve for the, the, the things that aren't working. And then finally, you have to have belief in yourself. So we have the ability to set goals. We have the ability to figure out how to achieve those goals, how to problem solve, troubleshoot. And we believe in ourselves. We believe that we are worth the effort that we believe that we are doing the right things for ourselves. We believe that the things we are doing in our job search will get us at where we want to be. So my translation to all of that is we know what we want, we know how to get there, and we know we can do it. So this all has to start with this hopefulness and belief in ourselves has to start with this core belief in I know I can do this. I, I have a plan. I know how to act that plan out. I'm confident that I will act that plan out. So according to Brene, hope can be learned. And she talks about children most often learning hope from their parents or, you know, significant others. So it could be teachers, extended family members, coaches. I think my kids learned a lot of hopefulness from their coaches. And it could even be clergy. So let's translate all of this to the job search. So if we think of, of Brene Brown's trilogy of hope, let's what does that mean for the job search? Well, number one, we have to set goals. And I call them SMART goals. You've heard that acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. We're not just reacting to job boards, but we have goals that we have set for our job search. And we are applying to jobs not with the mindset of, you know, that doesn't sound bad or I could do that, but rather we are being proactive with our job search. So when you think of job boards, it's a very reactive activity. It's what I call a passive job search strategy. But rather you have set specific goals that include active strategies and you're not just being reactive to job boards. Next, we have a plan to achieve those goals. We know what we're going to do each day towards our job search. And at the same time, we're open to mid-course corrections. So we're we're gathering data on what is working and what isn't. And we, we are making mid-course corrections. We're looking at, okay, is this activity really not working or am I not working the activity correctly? Do I need to shift strategies or do I need to shift how I am executing that strategy? And also, I think a part of this one is we are willing to be disappointed as many times as needed to get to that great job. So when we have 10 no's in a row, we don't make make it mean something about us. We don't make it mean something about the job market. We keep going and we're confident that we're going to get what we want if we keep acting out our strategy. Next, we believe that we are qualified for and deserving of a great job with great pay. So we have that belief in ourselves. We don't downplay our qualifications. We don't downplay our skill set, nor do we settle for, quote unquote, good enough. We believe that we deserve this fantastic job. Brene talks about children needing boundaries, consistency, and support to develop their hopefulness. And as job search seekers, we need exactly the same thing. So when I'm talking about boundaries in the job search, it has to do with what are you willing to do or not do? And what are you willing to or not willing to sacrifice for your job search? So boundaries need to be set around what activities you're going to do, what you're not going to do, but also 
what's most important to you in your next job. And you're not going to compromise on those non-negotiables. Now, I have talked before on this podcast and I work with my clients on the difference between non-negotiables and gee, wouldn't it be nices, right? And it's very important to know those things because the gee, wouldn't it be nices are the icing on the cake. But if we don't have the cake, we don't have anything to put the icing on. So really setting those boundaries around our job search. Next, consistency. Job seekers who occasionally network, they stop and start their job search when you know, things in their life get complicated or they have a really busy phase in their work and they don't follow through on the plan that they've already set, they lack that consistency. And what I often will happen is they blame the job market. They blame their qualifications. They blame someone outside themselves for them not being successful in their job search. But what has happened is they're not, they're not showing up on a daily basis with that consistency. I require my clients to dedicate a minimum of five hours a week on their job search if they're unemployed, and then considerably more than that, typically 25 to 30 hours a week if they are unemployed. And it's that consistent. So we talk a lot about what are you able to carve out of your day, your week, consistently, because five hours this week and then we don't do another five hours for another month is not going to get you the results that you want. The next one is support. Job seekers need the right kind of support. So it could be really supportive friends and families who are on board with your goals. And I did an episode with my friend Jane Springer, the life coach. Oh, I don't know, 20 episodes ago now, probably, where we talked about what to do if your friends or family aren't on board with your career goals. So you want to make sure that you surround yourself with the people in your life who do support that. In addition, You may want professional help. So, for example, someone like me, people come to me because they want a professionally written resume. They want professional career coaching. They want professional support and guidance and accountability. You may also want help with your mindset. That's another big piece of what I do with my clients and how to execute that job search to be successful. I want to say here that your job search isn't going to be fun, fast or easy. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I see job seekers make is that They decide sort of arbitrarily that this is taking too long. This is too difficult. I should be hired already. They are hiring me because of. Those beliefs are hope killers. When you think about it, there's no basis in reality. When you say something like my job search is taking too long, I hope to be hired by, you know, two months ago. Where does that come from? It comes out of thin air. And yet you are allowing your hope and hopefulness to decline because of that that thought. So what what does hopeful self-talk sound like? It could include something like, this is hard and I can do hard things. I have, That's one that I use a lot about a lot of different things. If I'm tackling something new in my business I'll and I'm struggling with it or I'm struggling to learn a new skill, I can step back and say, this is hard and I can do hard things. I can look to my past to think of when did I learn a hard thing and, and get really good at it before. I have plenty of examples to pull from. I could also think I am patient with myself as I learn new skills. Again, that's one I've used a lot. Like, okay, I'm learning this new thing. I I need a little more patience with myself. I'm I'm not catching on immediately. That's okay. I can learn new things. And then another one is I am becoming better at. So instead of focusing on the gap in your understanding, I'm not good at this or I'm taking too long to learn it, you're saying I'm becoming better at whatever it is. Now, 
Having said that your job search will not be fun, fast, or easy does not mean that your job search should be a drudge or will be a drudge. And I want you to find ways to infuse some fun into your job search. So for example, one of the things I teach my clients is to reward yourself every day that you achieve that day's job search goals. So when I work with my clients one-on-one, they get their marching orders. This is what you're going to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, etc. And it's a nice, we talked about boundaries a little while ago, and this is that part of that boundary. I'm not expecting myself to make a hundred phone calls today. What I set up ahead of time, what I decided ahead of time was I was going to make five calls today and I did it. So now I'm going to reward myself with that walk with the dog, with that glass of wine, with that call to a friend, whatever it is that is rewarding to you. So make sure that you reward yourself each day that you achieve your your goals for the day. Next, make your networking meetings as fun as possible. What does that take for you? You know your personality. You know how you deal with both one-on-one meetings, maybe of people that you don't know or people that you haven't seen in a while. How do you react when you're in a group networking setting? You know, do you need to bring a friend with you to make it more enjoyable with those group settings? How can you infuse laughter if you if you have a great sense of humor? So think about, you know, okay, I'm not really looking forward to this networking meeting. How can I make it more fun? Next, allow yourself to get excited about the possibilities you're finding. So from a place of oh, I didn't know that job existed, or I'm so excited what I learned about that company. Now, maybe you don't get the interview with that company, but I want you to get excited about learning about new companies and new possibilities. And so, for example, if your mindset is, if I don't get this job, I'm a failure. I'm supposed to have this job. You want to rather go come from a place of it's so exciting to be learning about what this company's doing, what kind of job they have, jobs they have, that sort of thing. And then finally, you're going to want to cultivate a tolerance for disappointment, right? So salespeople are really good at this. They know that, you know, typically maybe they get a sale every 10 contacts. So every time a no comes to them, they realize and recognize that they are so much closer to their yes. And so you're going to hear a lot of no's or what I call crickets, no response at all, from your job search before you hear that coveted yes. So here are some thoughts to help you while you're hearing the no's or the crickets. I thought that was the job for me, but I was mistaken. This is my favorite one. Something better is coming along. So I thought that was fantastic. I can't even imagine what the job for me is going to be like. It's going to be unbelievable. I like this one too. They were simply mistaken when they didn't hire me. The right company will recognize and reward my genius, right? So not every company is for you. You're not for every company. And recognizing that that was supposed to happen. They were supposed to reject you because they didn't recognize your genius. And the company that is for you will recognize and reward your brilliance. Here's a quote that I liked from Brene's book. Quote, powerlessness is dangerous. For most of us, the inability to affect change is a desperate feeling. We need resilience and hope and a spirit that can carry us through the doubt and fear, unquote. Your job search is a tremendous opportunity for you to cultivate hopefulness and a feeling of powerfulness. 
you are in control of your job search. The job market, the companies, other people are not in, in charge of your job search. You can affect change in any area of your job search that isn't working for you. You can affect change in your mindset. You can affect change in your strategies. And you can affect change in the approach to those strategies. You can weather and even grow from the disappointments and setbacks that are going to happen in your job search. So if you can approach your job search from this attitude of learning, growing, cultivating really important skills, you're going to be so much better off than you than if you believe you are a victim of a layoff or a termination or the job market or whatever, and you're forced to go job search and people are out to get you and I'm too old to get a job. I'm too young. I'm too this, too that. Not enough of this, not enough of that. You've got this. So go out there and cultivate some hope and some resilience, some powerfulness. And I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.